Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. We are officially kicking off a new month in our Home Management Systems Summer Series, which means we're moving on to a new room. I am sharing with you four systems for your bedroom this month. And on today's episode, it's going to be all about the laundry. Now, before I get started, I want to encourage you to go over to the shop at habitsandhome.com shop and grab my laundry systems workbook. This is going to be a great tool for you to apply this information you're learning right here on the podcast and create your own laundry system for your home. There are workbook pages for you to fill out and talk with your family about how they can get on board with this laundry routine as well. Again, go to habitsandhome.com shop to download your laundry system workbook. All right, let's dive into these six life-changing steps to create a laundry system for your home. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. I am a big believer in practicing what I preach. And so you can rest assured that anything that I share here on the podcast comes from a place of application and experience. Like I've actually struggled with these different topics and I have just used my skills at systemizing and organizing to problem solve. And so anything that I share with you, you can just know that it comes from a place of honesty and experience. My kids and I are enjoying watching Survivor. They've really gotten into it. I've always been a fan of Survivor ever since I was a teenager. And my kids and I are now watching reruns of it and they love it. And they say, mom, you should go on Survivor. And my husband even said, you should sign me up for Survivor because he thinks that he could do it. And I tell my kids, I would not last on Survivor. I could do the physical stuff. I'm pretty athletic, but I could not survive with the social game because I am honest to a fault. I I just, I could not lie. I am not good at lying. So I share all that to share with you, to say that anything that I share with you comes from a place of like real world experience. So I used to struggle with my laundry pretty bad. When my kids were little, I don't know why I didn't know how to do laundry. And you know, laundry just doesn't come with a manual, right? Unless you had a parent who was really good at staying on top of laundry and creating a laundry system and actually involved you in it. My mom was like an amazing person and she just did my laundry for me until I was old enough to where it felt embarrassing to have somebody else do my laundry. And then I took care of my laundry myself. But when you're a teenager and you are sitting around with nothing to do, yeah, you, well, and if you feel, if you're an organized person, (laughs) 
<laughs> now, there's a lot of teenagers that are out there that are messy. I know that. But sometimes girls tend to be a little bit more organized. And so I stayed on top of my laundry. But when I started having kids, multiple kids, it just felt overwhelming until I took these steps to learn how to systemize my laundry that I'm going to share with you. All right. So step number one is always, 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 and forever, whatever system we are trying to create in our home, it always starts with decluttering the extra, all the things that are in the way that we're not using, that are not part of our lifestyle that we're currently living. We need to get out the door. So three areas of clothes or three different types of clothing that you may want to consider decluttering are clothes that you no longer wear for one reason or another. You just never wear them. And I say to do this after a full year of having those clothes in your closet because you've gone through four different seasons and you just haven't worn those clothes in over a year. It's time to purge them. Let them go. You're not going to go back and wear them. Okay. The second group of clothes that you can declutter are clothes that don't fit right now. If you're on this journey to lose weight or even gain weight, then you think you want to hang on to clothes because you might fit them again. Well, when you eventually lose the weight or gain the weight, you are a different person by then. You're in a different frame of mind. You might even want something fresh. So just trust that when the time comes that you need to replenish your closet with clothes that fit, that you're going to be able to find affordable clothing that is the style you want to wear for that time. So go ahead and let them go if they don't fit you anymore. And the other area that you might want to declutter is clothes that just aren't your style. And I experienced this a lot when my kids were little and they got a lot of hand-me-downs. And I was very, very thankful. Don't get me wrong. I was very thankful. But looking back, I wish I would have weeded through those clothing and picked out the styles that I liked for my kids and then allowed myself the opportunity to have the experience of buying clothes for my kids. It can actually be a lot of fun and I thought that I was being thrifty because I was stay at, I was a stay-at-home mom. You can still find clothes that are thrifty or affordable even if you're you have a limited income. And you can find clothes that are within the style that you really like. So if you're just make if you're just putting clothes on that you don't really like, you don't really enjoy and it doesn't feel good to you, then let it go, whether it's in your closet or in your kid's closet. Step number two is to downsize the number of clothes that you own. Why would we want to downsize the number of clothes that we own, even if we still wear them and enjoy them? Well, have you ever heard that saying, and I've said it a lot on this podcast, that too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing. And when you have too many clothes, it creates a lot of overwhelm. It creates a lot of analysis paralysis and decision-making, and it just creates a lot of strain that you don't even realize. Plus, have you ever tried hanging up your clothes in an overstuffed closet? It's really, really difficult. So you might want to look into a capsule wardrobe and what all that looks like. Now, I am not a huge fan of capsule wardrobes. I don't like strict numbers. I don't like limiting myself to something. Now, I will say that when I have more clothes than I have hangers, 
that is kind of my like forcing me hey Lisa you need to let some go now on my hangers where I have um, multiple little tank tops I will put several tank tops on one hanger but that is kind of my sign to myself that you have too many and it's getting a little crowded in your closet. So you might wanna look into a capsule wardrobe if that's something you wanna do, but don't be too hard on yourself or strict. And don't limit it to just a number that somebody has told you. Um, I don't really recommend capsule wardrobes for people that are just starting out on a minimalist lifestyle or downsizing because it might feel a little just too harsh and too overwhelming for them. So just start downsizing little by little. Something that I did, and this is something I encourage you to do, is to start small. When I got started on my minimalist journey, I had this dresser that was a really long dresser. And you know the dresser sets. You have the the dresser and then you have the chest of drawers and you have the two nightstands and the bed and it all matches, right? Well, I had this long dresser and it had nine drawers in it. That's a lot. Well, I went on this mission trip to Guatemala and I saw people in need and I saw how little they had to live on and how little they owned and how happy they were. Like people welcomed us into their homes that didn't have any floors. They didn't even have a door sometimes, just a little sheet hanging up. And it really put into perspective how little I need to survive. So something that I remember doing is coming home and looking at my dresser drawer thinking, I have nine drawers in this dresser full of clothes for just little old me. And I don't even wear probably more than half of those clothes. So what I started doing is challenging myself. Okay, Lisa, let's try to minimize your clothes to be able to have just six drawers full of clothes and I did that for a couple months and then I challenged myself a little further I was like okay let's see if we can get it down to three drawers minimalism can be very addicting (laughs) and it's a lot of fun honestly so I encourage you to start small start trying to live with less because what will happen is that when you learn to live with less you will find that you have a whole lot more to live for because it will weed out the crowded spaces and you'll be able to see things so much more clear and you will appreciate the things that you have so much deeper. All right, step number three is to organize your clothes to support your current lifestyle. Organize by your personal preference. You, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you're probably listening to a lot of organization podcasts, watching organization YouTube videos and all of that and looking at Pinterest. And quite honestly, it can get overwhelming. And what you're going to probably have been doing is applying people's tips and organization tricks to your to your home. And you might have realized that that doesn't work for you. So I really want to encourage you to organize by your personal preference. Really discover what works for you. Try something out, see if it works, and then try something again. What I've been telling my students, my organizing students that I've been working with, organizing is not a one-time event. And especially my students who are struggling to make change, they feel like they're going to do it wrong. But what I encourage them to do is just try it on for size. Try to rearrange something in your house, take a step back, 
try it on on for size for a week and see if it works. If it doesn't, then try some other organization, okay? So just know that it's not an end-all be-all, like this is how it's gonna be organized forever. No, organization and decluttering is a lifestyle and it should happen seasonally. And when you do organize your clothes, I like to use this phrase, giving your items breathing room. When you organize, don't just jam pack everything into tiny spaces or into drawers and everything. Give your clothes room to breathe. I like to personify things and I personally don't like being cramped. I like having my personal space, you know, like from Dirty Dancing, this is your dance bubble. This is my dance bubble. (laughs) You need to give your items a little bit of dance bubble space and give them room to breathe. So when you put your underwear in a drawer, separate it from your bras or just, you know, organize it in a way that doesn't feel jam packed in there. All right. Step number four is to keep in mind that just like our dishes in an episode a couple of months ago, when we covered our dishwashing system, our dishes have a life cycle and so do our clothes. Let me explain. Think of your clothes as an item that wakes up, it starts its life for the day, basically when you pick it up out to wear, and then it travels around with you serving the purpose that it needs to serve. And then when you take it off at night, it basically ends its life for that day. So that is essentially what the life cycle of your clothes are each and every day. So something that is really beneficial for you to do is to determine the life cycle of the clothes of each person in your home. And why you would wanna do this, because clothes end up strewn out all over the floor. When my kids were little, especially my boys, they would change their clothes so many times throughout the day. And they still do it at 10 and 12 years old. And here's the thing, different people have different life cycles for their clothes. So for instance, for me, I usually go to the gym in the morning when I wake up and I typically keep my gym clothes on for the rest of the day because I have a walking pad in my office and I work in my office throughout the day and I want to get in my extra steps. And so it's kind of pointless for me to change when I'm going to continue walking throughout the day. So I typically keep the same outfit on all day long. That is the life cycle of my clothes. Now my husband, on the other hand, he can wear probably four to five different outfits in a day. He has three jobs and depending on what he's doing that day, he could change multiple times. And so thinking through each each individual person in your home and the life cycle of their clothes, it will help you determine the systems that you need to create for each person. So then once you know the life cycle of each person's clothes and their typical daily routines, you need to try to set up the environment to support their habits, to support their natural flow. So that might mean putting a hamper in your kid's bedroom because they change their clothes more often. That doesn't work for us because my boys will put clean clothes in the hamper. Or that might mean that you minimize your kids' drawers so that when you give them clothes to put away in their bedroom, they're not shoving their clothes in the drawer and 
making it slam full. It's really easy for them to put things away. So set up your environment to support the habits that you expect and you want to encourage. And then also share this idea of your clothes having a life cycle with your family. If this has been a gold nugget for you and helping you realize that things that you pick up and you use It has a beginning for that day, and then it should have an ending for that day, meaning it wakes up and then it should go back to bed. So share that with your family so that it can help them understand how things should go back to where they belong. And if you have little kids, you can say, okay, we need to put that item back to bed. All right, step number five is to habit stack your laundry washing routine. Now, Hopefully you understand after I've talked about habit stacking a lot here on the podcast, you kind of understand what I'm talking about, but I'm going to share with you what my habit stacking routine looks like so that I'm able to wash one load of laundry every single day. All right. So here's how it goes. Before I go to bed at night, I start a load of laundry in the washing machine. The next morning, before I walk out the door to go to the gym, I switch the laundry to the dryer. When I come back in from the gym, I fold the laundry and separate it into piles for each person in my family. Then before I took my kids in at bed at night, I have them grab their pile of clean laundry and put it away. On a good day, that is exactly how my laundry system goes. Now I have recruited my husband. He is a great laundry folder and he doesn't mind because here's what I've asked him. I've said to him, Babe, I am terrible at this one part of the laundry process, the folding. I am not the best at folding because I don't like to sit still. I like to be busy. I like to walk around. I like to feel like I'm being productive. And so I negotiated with him. I'm saying, babe, I really need your help in this area. If when you come home from work and you're just sitting on the couch, relaxing, watching TV, would you mind while you're sitting there relaxing, folding the laundry for that day for me? And he is totally on board with that. He does not mind sitting in front of the TV, folding laundry and making piles for each of our family and each of our kids to put away at night. So this works really, really well. So if you need some help, recruit somebody in your family and say, hey, why don't you just watch some TV while you're folding clothes for me? It works out really good. All right, moving on to our last step. Now, make sure that you download the workbook or you go and read the blog because there's a lot of good nuggets in both of those places. Step number six is to put reset checkpoints in place. Now, I don't know about you, but my routine, my ideal routine is that I stay on top of laundry by washing one load a day. If I happen to get busy or I fall off the bandwagon, I want to go ahead and keep in mind that I need a backup plan. And so for me, I have put in place a weekend reset and I have three simple things that I do on my weekend reset and getting the laundry basket down to zero. And I don't have laundry baskets by the way, but getting my laundry area, my washer, my dryer, and our folding counter down to zero. Have you ever heard of inbox zero? Well, this is hamper zero, (laughs) laundry hamper zero. (laughs) You will forever remember that now. So on my weekend reset, I have three things. I reset my meal plan. I reset my calendar and then I reset our laundry if I've gotten behind. I always try to do a load a day and get it complete, but if I didn't or my husband's been busy and he hasn't been able to fold clothes and I make sure by Sunday evening that I am restarting 
that I am starting my week completely fresh with no dirty laundry. So step number six is to put reset checkpoints in place and pick a day of the week where you are going to get your laundry hamper down to zero. All right, friends, let me remind you what those six steps are. First, declutter your clothes. Second is to downsize the number of clothes that you own. Number three is to organize your clothes to support your current lifestyle. Number four is to keep in mind that clothes have a life cycle. Number five is to habit stack your laundry washing routine. And number six is to put reset checkpoints in place. And don't forget to go over to habitsandhome.com slash shop, or you can just click the link below to purchase your laundry system workbook. This is going to be your guide for creating your own personal laundry routine. Lots of pages you can fill in and get your family on board. And if you are struggling to even take the first step of decluttering, you are not alone. I work with several people online through one-to-one -one coaching and I help them to declutter, downsize, organize, and systemize their home. If you're interested in some one-to-one -one coaching, click the link below to schedule a free consultation with me. All right, I will see you right here next week on the Habits and Home Show.